Today is Monday, February the 26th, 2024, and welcome to episode 49 of Farm Wife Sex Life with the Candy Couple. My name is Julia. Myself and my husband, Aaron, are a small homestead family in rural Southwest Virginia. They work every single day on being more self-sufficient, less reliant on outside sources, merging homesteading and frugality. And today, I want to talk about something that is on my mind a lot because I feel like life is just so complicated. And we go for the homestead, this idea of living a simpler life. And sometimes I feel like the homestead can make my life so much more complicated and just adds another layer of complexity that I don't really want to deal with. So how we find simplicity on the homestead. And it, it is something that I've struggled with, especially last year, as you know, because we went from being a two-income family to a one-income family because life was just too complicated. It was There was just too much. And we had to make a decision on how do we make our life simpler. And for us, the biggest answer to that was to bring me home full-time because I was just the better option, the better choice for them. So how... Do we bring more simplicity to the homestead? And let, let's just talk about here's what Erin and I do. Because it for me, the homestead, it is supposed to create this simple life. But when you're building a homestead, and you're constantly building on your homestead. I don't know if anybody gets to that point where they're not continuously building onto their homestead. Putting more systems into place. Putting more projects into place. Trying to make it even better and better and better. We are there. Like, that's where we are. We're in that building stage. We're nowhere near where we want to be and where we'll be. And we'll be building for the next 20 years on our homestead, I'm sure. I hope not. But that's just the way the projects keep growing. I think that's where we're going to be. So, right now, start writing down a list of all your projects and chores. Everything. And start making them prioritized. The things you have to do on your homestead every single day. The things you're working on that you might not touch every day, but you're going to touch a couple times a month. The new things you're doing. The new things you want to add. So, what you're looking at, like your garden, your animal care, your builds, your new garden beds, all of this. Put this on. Brain dump. Massive brain dump. Erin and I like to use Google Sheets. I know this seems so antiquated and so simple, but we like having access to these things on multiple devices. So we'll dump and we'll do a dump when we're on our laptop, but we can look at it on Aaron's computer. We can look at it on my phone. We can look at it on Aaron's phone and we constantly have this list. And then we go through what we do is we prioritize this list. So we talked about a lot of our goals for this year. One of them was to get our berry vines in order. That was my big thing last week, was to work in one part of this area to kind of get it contained. Get the vines that are grown into the ground, work on getting them tied up, tied to their frame. Into this week, it's going to be getting the back part of it where it's a much bigger mess. <laughs> Such a big mess. Really working on that. Aaron started doing a lot of cutting. He did a lot of cutting today. That was one of his big items. I also need to work on the gojis. So while we're kind of in this 
area where we're not doing a lot of outside garden work, we're starting to get a lot of these smaller projects that we need to work on done. So you also want to make sure that as you're doing these things that especially if you're feeling chaotic and you feel like life is getting ahead of you, are these improvements that you're making really improvements? Is it going to help you long term? With the homestead, I feel like we've become so hyper-focused on right now, we don't think future. And I always try to look at every project from a future standpoint. So one of the things that I want to add to our homestead is an outdoor shower area. But I also want to add an outhouse. Now hear me out. <laughs> I want a composting outhouse toilet sawdust toilet, whatever, something like that. I've not decided what this looks like yet. If I wanted to just get a toilet, if we're going to build one and use a bucket system, I don't know. But when we lose power, you can only flush the toilet like once. <laughs> and for me, when I work outside, I don't like walking inside to go to the bathroom and have to strip down all of my outside clothes, especially if I'm working out where there's poison ivy or anything like that, I would love to have an outdoor toilet area hand washing station that we can hit before we ever go inside. That we can start all of this from outside versus coming in and having to drag all of this stuff into my house. So when we're creating this area, this is something I've, I've really looked at. Like, how do I build it? How do I make sure it's going to work for us? Is this really going to be an improvement to our homestead? And we feel like, yeah, it is. A lot of people might be like, Julia, seriously? Seriously? That's an improvement? You're going backwards. You know, people have created all these advancements in technology for a reason. They have. But sometimes you need an outhouse. And I just really feel like this would be so helpful to our homestead, especially when we're working outside doing all these projects and things. It would just really, really help us. <laughs> it would help me and create less stress in my life. And I would like, I, I'm a woman. I go outside, I work. Sometimes I have to use the restroom. I'm sorry, I can't hold it like a man can. I just can't. I can hold it up to a certain point. And I really hate dragging all that mess into my house. I just do. It drives me insane. So I would love to have an ability to just have an area outside without dropping my pants out in the middle of the woods. That doesn't work for me. It, it just doesn't. I'll take the outhouse. The next thing. Keep your options open. Don't paint yourself into a corner where you can't make shifts, adjustments, change, or pivots. Don't give yourself that little room or grace. This is key. This is so important. You have to know the, the power of a pivot. The ability to switch and change gears immediately. We did this last year. We had so many big goals last year. You notice this year, we have a lot of goals, but there are a lot of really small goals. There are things that we know we've needed to do. We put off. That's what we're working on this year. Um, and... Last year, we, we stopped. We shifted. We were like, no, we have to do something. And we need to get our house paid off. Because we are drowning in all this stuff that we're trying to get done. So we stopped, shifted our focus to one really big goal. Instead of a lot of really big goals. 
And when we shifted our focus, we prioritized, we were really able to hit that extremely hard, get our house paid off while, you know, maintaining what we currently had on the homestead. And now we're able to put a lot more effort energy into the homestead because our priorities aren't shifted. We were able to make some really big changes. So keep your options open. This is so important. This is so key. <laughs> I can't, I cannot tell you the importance and the power of a pivot. Because sometimes we do. Sometimes things don't work out the way we need them to. They look like they should in our head, but you get to it. You get to the reality. You're digging up for a foundation and you hit a rock that you can't get rid of. And you keep digging and digging and digging around it. And this rock keeps getting bigger and bigger. And there's just no way to move it. Or just not. Not with your ability. Not with the tools that you have on hand. And you have to pivot. We, I know what that's like because we have no problem finding rocks on our property that you can't dig around or move. They're not rocks, they're boulders. And so being able to think about it, look at the situation, and then shift, adjust, and pivot to either move forward or change your focus is key because it helps you focus on getting to your bigger goals and finding that simplicity you're looking for. Small changes. Small changes are so important and are almost as important as big changes because it can create more calm in your life when you are feeling nothing but chaotic. Shoe storage was a huge one for me. I needed something in my kitchen to contain the, the mess and it's not what I wanted because I wanted another hall tree, but it's working right now until we can find something that's more in my wheelhouse, something that I do really, really like. I just needed something to create, to maintain my chaos. I really did. And this hall tree does that for me. It contains the chaos that is the shoes that were all in the floor driving me absolutely bonkers. And a lot of people, this isn't a big deal. Same thing as having landing pad places for tools and things like that. I have two of those now. Easy access. One's inside of my basement door. I put up a shelving system there. And it's on a stud. It's not centered. But it's on a stud. It ain't going nowhere. It's set in that wall. And all it does is it contains tools and things that we need to have easy access to. All we have to do is walk in the door open the other door, grab. Same thing on our refrigerator. Erin has easy, simple access to a lot of little things that we need to have access to. This is where I keep the sting um, aid. Whenever Erin gets a bee sting, I keep an EpiPen there. If Erin were to get really stung and needed the EpiPen, all the things I need to have access to on hand, super quick, go there. The things I need to have access to, but don't need them as quick, Go on the other one. So I've created these systems to create less chaos in my home. And that leads me to my last point. Systems for simplicity. And I'm coining this SFS. Systems for simplicity. You want to put as little effort <laughs> into your day-to-day -day processes as possible because you need to exert effort everywhere else. You, I mean, I, I know like you have to take certain steps and do things certain way. Thinking like making bread. I, and I know a lot of people like to make bread by hand. I do too. But I'm going to let my KitchenAid mixer 
do as much of that work as I can <laughs> versus me getting in there and doing all the work on the front end. Why wouldn't I? Because it saves me time, it saves me effort, saves me energy. I could be working on the next step in the process, doing something else that needs to be done. I'll let my kitchen aid do that part of the work. It's just as easy for me to clean that mixer as it is to get all that junk off my hands, clean the bowl, clean the spoon that I'm going to have to clean anyways. Um, when you're looking at this, look at your feeding. Look at all the, all the things you do at your home. If you're homeschooling, make sure you have your baskets or whatever system you're using. Make sure it's as efficient for you as possible that you are set up to be as efficient as possible. Bedtime for us, this is key. This is so key. I have started before, you know, showers and bedtime routine starts. I start pulling everything out I need. I get all the wash rags out. I get the robes out. I get clothes out for everybody. Isabella, get all the things she needs. And we're ready to go. Aaron, he knows his job. His job is to get the rabbit which is the stuffed animal. That is the stuffed animal. He also knows to set up um, her sound so that it's going. So whenever we're ready to go into the bedroom, it's all done in there. Everything is ready on point. Milk is made. Toys are picked up. All of it's done. And it makes bedtime an absolute breeze. The consistency, the simplicity. I feel like there's... We... we we mistake consistency and simplicity <laughs> for like this. I feel like we, we've lost how important it is. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Erin and I are by the book assistant people. Isabella is too. She is a routine baby. Like we have kept her on routine and she loves it. She lets us know when it's wrong, when food's not ready, when she's hungry because her routine is her routine and she lives by that routine and we do too. And we're okay with that because it's how we live every single day. We like knowing when things are coming. We like being able to plan for it, being ready for it. And for me, that is part of living a simple life is planning out everything you do and making sure it's as efficient as possible so we when our chickens are set up we'll make sure we have food it's something that's animal proof ready to go i'm gonna have a watering system right there so it's ready to go i don't have to fight and struggle carry water back and forth i might have to in the winter time that works a little bit different around here but in the summer fall and spring when i could collect water i'm gonna be collecting water whenever it's warm enough to do so I'm going to create systems where I don't have to put as much effort into it as possible. I'm going to put as little effort into it as possible. So that way I can put my efforts into all the other chores I have to do during the day. You want to make sure you're just really thinking these things through and making sure you're not exerting more energy on any given task. You want to make sure they're as simple as you can make them. And this seems so basic. This seems so basic. But I feel like sometimes people struggle with it. I really do. They want to go around the barn to get to the front door instead of just walking the path to the front door. I feel like that is the society we live in today. It's like we're going to make this such a struggle. And it's going to be so hard. And instead of just looking at it, taking it for what it is and thinking through, okay, 
how do we make this better? Because it's a struggle. And, and identify those struggles and see if you can't make them better based off your situation. I know everybody's situation is different. Totally get that. Totally know and understand what that's like. But look at your current situation and say, how can I make this better for myself? How can I make this process shave off two minutes, four minutes, ten minutes off of this process? It's taking me ages. Maybe you need to do it more often versus once a year or once every three months. Maybe you need to do it once a month. I'm all about if you have to do a, a little bit more often to shave off hours worth of time, it's worth it to me. It really is. Um, because maybe I get it to where it just takes me an hour or 30 minutes every month versus it taking me three or four hours every three months. But if I can get it down to half an hour, I'm spending one and a half hours versus three to four hours later. So really look at these things. Really look at the amount of time. Um, Two Second Lean was a book I read for work. And I will say that for this, it really does help me. It, it, it works more in like a business kind of setting. It's by Paul Akers. And I probably butchered his name. But you can find it on, on YouTube and listen to it. Um, some of the older versions. But what it really does kind of help you think about is this idea that how do I look at a situation and come up with a way to make this easier on me to spend less time on this action? How do I, how do I look at each situation just a little bit different? And that's kind of how I've sort of shifted my mind to focus, especially like our businesses. How do I make it easier? I know I need a color coding system. I need to know what boxes are full, what boxes are empty. How do I do that? I'm short. I have to pull boxes down to see which ones I have room in. So what do I do? I'm going to put up a system where if it's green, I have room. If it's red, I don't have room. Or some sort of a system like that because that makes sense in my brain. It's easy for me to look at. I'm going to know exactly what that means. Same thing for Aaron, making sure he knows what pictures he needs to take, the things he needs to upload. So just kind of look at your world through that lens of what can I do to make this process easier, to shave time off, to make this simpler. The goal is to create less chaos. The outside world is chaotic enough. We want the homestead to not bring us chaos, to bring us peace and love and joy and energy. And sometimes the homestead can feel like the problem instead of the escape that we want it to be. So I totally get it. And I know my homestead does it too. It Every other day, it feels like it becomes a bigger issue, another thing I have to deal with, another thing to add to the list. That's, that's by the phrase I'm coming to hate add it to the list because <laughs> the list keeps getting longer and not shorter. So I hope this helps you, especially if you're feeling like everything is becoming really chaotic for you. I really hope this kind of helps you shift your focus and really think about things and come up with processes, systems that work for you. If systems and processes work for you, I know they don't work for everybody. I'm one of those really weird people that live by a process and system. But it's helped me get to where I am um, because I can follow them. And when I follow through, my follow-through rate's pretty good. Um, so if you have any questions, comments, please email me at thecandycouple at yahoo.com. 
And as always, thank you for joining us on Farm Wife Sexy Life with the Candy Couple this week where we work hard, live simple, and enjoy life. Have a wonderful day.